0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of my podcast Lisa online and today I'm here with Claudia thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday
1: for me no bother thank you so much for having me Lisha of course um I have
0: so many questions for you today um you're just doing so well on social media at the minute and like I just can't wait to hear behind the scenes of like a journalist's life it's just sounds so exciting
1: like you. I know it is. Uh, you definitely do get to see the highlights in social media. That's as true as me as, as it is with anyone, but um, come on.
0: So for anybody who doesn't know you, but I'm sure they will because you've got a really, really great following. But tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do and all about that.
1: So at the minute, I'm working for PA Media, or you might know them as the Press Association. So a lot of people don't know what PA is, but the way I would pitch it to people is sort of like the Netflix of like news. So other news outlets have subscriptions to PA. And then, so when you do a story for PA, it can appear in loads of papers or like loads of different oh. online outlets. Um, so for someone who's starting out like me, it's, it's a great place mm-hmm. to be because you're getting that sort of name recognition across uh, a lot of different outlets. Um, so I started working for PA in March of this year. Uh, before that, uh, so I sort of I started doing my I did my undergraduate at Queens Belfast in politics, philosophy, and economics. Wow. Um, with sort of the aim of going into political journalism,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: I went over to Manchester to do my NCTJ and News Associates. So the NCTJ mm-hmm. is sort of like your, it's sort of like your main journalist qualification you can do a master's a lot of people get their nctj through a master's yeah but that yeah. nctj diploma is like sort of what you need to get accredited mm-hmm. Um. so i just went and did the fast track one of it in News associates instead of a master's it takes a full year that only took me from september to february uh, 2023 and then so the march of this year started working with pa and i've got to do like so many things that i thought i wouldn't have been getting to do until like five years down the line that's so
0: exactly. um you touched on the nctj i think that's the one thing i think i'm missing i actually wanted to well i'm kind of i love tv but i also thought i would love to explore journalism but tell me a bit about that because i don't think people really know there's a lot of things you have to do to to be a journalist it's, i saw you were doing the short shorthand is that right learning shorthand <laughs> That is so difficult. I actually went and Googled it after I seen you do
1: it. I was like, what is that? It is a shorthand is crazy. A lot of places don't actually uh, call for it anymore. People do think it's sort of redundant because you can record things. But there is some instances like, saying in court or whatever that you can't record. Um, so it is a good skill to have. If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's basically like it looks like you're writing like hieroglyphics. It's yeah. like writing code uh, that allows you to write really fast um but the thing that I think is is good about it is that there's no way to cheat it and this is why I think it still looks good on the cv for anyone who is thinking oh like you don't need it you can just record yeah. because you can't like you can't just be good at it the only way to do it is to practice and like practice it loads and loads and loads and loads so if you have a, like shorthand on your cv then the employers gonna know that you can like put in a bit of graft because that's mm-hmm. the only way to get it done
0: I actually applied for a job a few years ago that it was like a TV kind of reporter thing, but it was a trainee thing. And it got like to like near the end stages of it. And they were like, so you have shorthand then? And I was like, no. And then that was it. So if anyone wants to be a journalist, that's what, <laughs> that's what you need to be aware of. So what then, why journalism? Why that kind of area? Did you Do you love like all kind of media or is it just like solely journalism for you?
1: I've always been really interested in politics. I, um... I think maybe like if I had more affiliation to one party, maybe I would have been a politician. Mm. Um, but it just never really struck me that way. It was always something I was interested in, but sort of not in that in that way. So I think that's what sort of led me to journalism, uh, to writing about it and being involved in it. And yeah, I think it was just a lot of people, a lot of journalists you talk to, like they can have sort of varied stories about how they get into this. Uh, I've always had a real like singularity of mind mm. if you know what I mean like I I just it almost feels like I just woke up one day when I was like 14 or 15 and just said I'm gonna be a journalist and that's I picked my undergraduate at queens and like always had the plan to yeah. get here and yeah so I don't really have a, a like lightning struck me like moment where I realized that was like my calling in life but I sort of just decided to do it and kept going until I did
0: you're doing something really different with the TikTok. Like, I think, was it, I think I seen you explaining how to vote. Was it, was it hard? To, yeah, I thought I that so good. And like, you're actually bringing stories to people. Like, younger people don't really kind of maybe watch the news or read, you know, stories or go, like go into depth and read them. But once it's on TikTok and it's a young, like friendly face explaining it, it's brilliant. So what gave you the confidence to do that?
1: Because I think that's class. See, the thing that started it for me, like, there's always, there's obviously been this debate going on in, in journalism and news for years about print being dead, like, yeah. no one's buying papers. But That's now, like, I think really in the past, like, in the past, like, two or three years, the, the conversation that we need to be having is about whether or not broadcast is dead. Mm. Like, I know from my, like, I have two younger sisters and a younger brother and like they don't watch they don't watch freeview tv like if they're watching tv they're watching netflix apart from that they're on their phone so while we've been having this conversation about whether or not like print is dead like broadcast news like people aren't watching even like tv now
0: oh, those so- that's my whole career <laughs> <laughs> the thing, know, like um- people
1: are are still watching it but especially for young people who wouldn't go out of their way to put it on Um, like the tiktok is is where they're getting all their information now um, so that was what sort of inspired me to want to start doing it. But uh, really, what I say there, the confidence, uh, I know you, you know yourself, Alicia, from being from like the, the, yeah. the part of Tyrone that we're from, like when you're from that sort of small town, if anyone does anything different, it's like, oh my God, really? like as, as if they're like destroying the whole planet. And like, you do get that fear of like, it's so cringe, like, people are going to be talking about me, like making videos, like, who do you think you are? But um the thing that sort of gave me the push for it, uh, way at the start when I started my NCTJ, we had a talk with a uh, Victoria Derbyshire. Oh. And and she's making TikTok, so she is She is, but, yeah. I follow her on Instagram. I love her. Uh, I know, she's great. But what she she was saying that that's why she started, she was saying her sons aren't watching T V. They don't watch the news. So that was what sort of gave her the push and she was saying to us, uh, go and do it because you know what I mean she was like this isn't a world that a lot of established journalists know about or are are sort of used to dealing with and I was like you know what if if there's anything that can give me a leg up then I have to do it because especially when you have no experience you have sort of nothing to go Mm off so I was like "Joe, if I start making these TikToks it'll be it's almost like I'll have my, like, portfolio. Like, when you're doing your HDDA, you make a portfolio yeah. of writing and, like, personal work. But this is almost be, like, a second portfolio mm-hmm. uh, of, like, digital skills that I can show that I have. Um, So it's I it sort of started doing it that way to get experience and then the feedback that I got from them like people just really really enjoyed the videos or like people would say like mm -hmm, young people like would comment and be like oh I'd never heard of this Mm. Uh, or like I didn't know this was happening so uh, and that way I found it really rewarding so it has been hard Uh, I'm definitely not posting this frequently now um, because now that I'm in the throes of the world of work uh, I've been trying to find it a wee bit harder but uh, I am making an effort still trying to do them because um, I said I love doing them and people find them really helpful what age are you, Claudia? Uh 23.
0: Twenty-three. That's amazing. Like you're you're literally doing so well. I just can't believe it. Um, I actually saw Me your know. the Sinead O'Connor one. Like that's a moment in history. That TikTok even is a moment in history. And like, like I just can't believe you were there. It was so sad yeah. what happened there, but it's just like it really is a moment in history.
1: That's why it's so like I'm still like I'm I'm, I'm six months now, at PA, and I'm still having like pinch yourself moments like all the time yeah um because it is so like again like I would have thought you have to spend at least a year sort of doing like cat stuck up a tree stories yeah so like when I started in in March that was the week the Windsor framework was announced right uh, so that was all loads of politics happening and then uh, I got to do like the Biden visit like when Biden was over I got to go down to Louth and you're in the good books anyway <laughs> this is what I mean like it's cr- the stuff that I've got to do at this point in my career is is insane and I'm I'm really really regret- uh, grateful for the mm-hmm. opportunities yeah. I've been given mm-hmm.
0: I would say your TikToks are probably inspiring a lot of young people because I actually didn't realize you were from Trun when I first because i seen you on TikTok like ages ago and I didn't realize and I was like that's amazing like I it was really cool so I'd say you really you are inspiring people with those so please keep doing them And we are not like doing much, keep keep doing
1: it you're probably know, you're a lot uh softer spoken than me uh, I will say that but <laughs> you know yourself too from having like from having our accents a lot yeah. of people in media like people that you hear in the news are very like Belfast based mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to th- throw around the word BT9 but uh, we all know that <laughs> the, the BT9 <laughs> I don't want to get cancelled here Claudia <laughs> Literally, but it's just it, there's a certain way people talk yeah um, and obviously I imagine I have thought about this like I do like the idea of going into broadcast I don't know if I was to go into broadcast maybe I would have to I definitely have to slow down a bit I definitely speak very quickly but I think people like on TikTok getting to hear like getting to hear a natural voice like a voice that they recognize that sounds like they am that isn't as sort of uh, like formulaic as you would maybe hear on the news Mm -hmm. that's actually something I always say on
0: my CV if I ever am applying for something that would be maybe like not that I really but like if I ever am I'll say like I actually am I'm not from Belfast like from a rural place and especially when you're in London like places where we're from like it's just not even on their kind of radar at all so that's like something I said but actually somebody recently said to me I don't know what you'll think about this because my name um is kind of like it's an Irish name but someone um obviously it's pronounced Leisha but someone actually said to me why don't you just write it in phonetics on your CV like don't she was like before I look at I just look at your name and I can't look at your CV. Like, she's like, it confuses me. I was like, I took that as a big insult. I was like, I'm going to champion being Irish and having the Irish name. I'm not going to write my name in fanatics, you know? Absolutely. You definitely don't do that.
1: Because no. I think with stuff like that, it's like, you wouldn't want to, well, for me anyway, like you wouldn't want to work with someone who thinks like that. No. So if it's that yeah. big a stumbling block to someone that you have an Irish name, like if they can't deal with it, then you wouldn't want to work with that person anyway. You hear that a lot. And yeah, I actually have another friend. She, um, I can't remember where
0: she worked, but she had a name tag, but her name was the Irish spell of Molly. And they asked her to just, they were like, can we just like write it like the English one? Well, I was like, so, but anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about kind of the tech side of journalism, because obviously I know on TV, like we do a lot of editing. I'm sure it's the same with yourself. Do you have to, do you shoot yourself? Like shoot, do you shoot?
1: Like with camera, not. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Uh, yeah. So for PA, we do a uh, video. We do the video all ourselves. Um, so it's great. It's a like it's a great skill to be able to have. Um, and some usually we have a photographer uh, that comes out and does stories with us, but sometimes we don't. Um, which means you're doing like words, picture, and video. Um, so it is. It can be a lot, but it's another. It's another sort of string to the bow. Um, to be able to say that, you know, you have video experience and you're video trained. Um, and I'm sure, again, you'll know this yourself, Lisa, that like when, especially when you're young, when you maybe have less experience and you're trying to find jobs, anything that you can say that you can do mm-hmm. is is helpful because even if you're not, maybe if you're not 100% qualified or you don't have loads of experience, but you can say, oh, I can do this other thing, then that yeah. might give give you that sort of boost over over someone else
0: I agree and that's why I do this podcast And normally I would try not to do it on zoom I actually try like to do it in person and shoot it and edit it myself but sometimes you just can't but um it's a good thing to have in your portfolio to know like I actually do this in my spare time I'm passionate that's kind of in my in my field that we like it's just good to see that people actually have you know genuine genuine passion but have you started to notice like do people start recognizing you now
1: that that you're doing this it has happened a couple of times. I, I was talking to a uh, another, like, TikToker from Northern Ireland who has, like, a lot more followers than me. But he was like, has anyone ever asked you for a picture? And I was like, no one's asked me for a picture yet. I feel like I would die if someone asked me for a picture. Oh but God. no, people have, people have recognised me. The best one was, uh, sometimes people have recognised me, like, or, like, people say from, like, around here would say, like, oh, I see your TikToks, like, I see what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But one time I was doing a, a job with a it was Leo Varadkar was visiting Belfast, yeah. uh, Tisha, and one of the boys from the south from RTE recognized me, and that was me, but, like, oh, oh it's like, like another, it was, like, another industry person, yeah. who had, like, and he was, like, oh, I've seen you on TikTok, and, like, he knew who I was, so that was really nice, too, and, again, it yeah. is, um, if you are, like, if someone is trying to get into journalism, um, it's a great way to to get your name out there and I say people will um will see them and see that you're doing something and have that have the sort of bravery to to put yourself out there a wee bit
0: and I know this might be a silly question because I was writing some questions out for you last night but does it ever get scary like does it ever feel like oh gosh I'm like maybe reporting because I know in documentaries sometimes I'm a bit afraid I'm like I love like I'm passionate about what like the story is but sometimes you're like god someone
1: could like not like this and be annoyed oh my god I'm so glad you asked that because it is the scariest thing ever like especially the past couple of months I've sort of been I've been relaxing a bit see at the start I was like going I was going out to jobs like with the the physiological reaction of a person being hunted for sport mm. like it was so because <laughs> the, the pace is so is so quick that there, it just felt like there was so much pressure and it felt like I just had no idea what I was doing. Everyone was so much more experienced than me. Like getting to do all those big jobs is amazing. Um, but everyone else who's doing them has been working in the industry for like 10 years mm. at least. Um, So it can be really, really daunting. And there's so much there's so many things that I realized that I was so naive to. I am um, like just ways of writing things Industry, or yeah. they, would say, they would say like, oh, if you, if you don't, if you write it this way, it could be interpreted as this. Yeah. So you can't Yeah. Can yeah. People will get offended. You have to phrase it this way. So it was, it was really, it was definitely a really steep learning curve and like, A lot of, like a lot of people my age, and especially women, I I definitely suffered from imposter syndrome. Mm, I thought I was way too delusional for that. Like, I thought, I thought, like, I was always so confident that like, I never imagined that I would feel the way I felt when I started doing this. And I was like, I don't belong, like, I don't belong here. Why am I here? Like, and it's that thing with imposter syndrome too, where that fear that you're going to get like caught out. Mm Mm-hmm and yeah it was it was definitely really it definitely was really really hard in the first few months and you know, there still is times where you're encountering something new and you wonder if you're fit to deal with it but um I think it is just a thing you just have to to dig the heels in mm-hmm. and something I know I'm sort of I'm going on the pure rant here now but another thing that I found um that was really difficult about it right um as somebody who's always, always sort of been, I don't want to say like high achiever, but you know what I mean? I've always yeah. been a try hard. a tryhard's is maybe a better way of putting it. Um, I just wanted to get better so fast. And mm-hmm. I was looking at all these people around me and I was like, I want to be as good as they are, but they've all been working for like five, 10, 15, yeah. 20 years more than me. So there's no like... I felt like I had my foot on, on the accelerator as much as possible, but I was like, why am I not as good as them? But there's no way to get experience faster. Like experience is just time. So like I can go to work every single day and like, I'm always trying my best. I'm always doing everything I can to improve, but I can't make it. It takes the time that it takes. I can't make it go any faster. I can't get better any faster then
0: Uh, yeah I actually seen something on TikTok the other day and it was like um that you're kind of what you wanted five years ago when you were probably like 18 you're living in that now and like appreciate that moment because I'm the same as you I'm always thinking ahead being like so next I'm gonna I hope to get this job or I hope to do this and move here but really like I'm currently living in like a moment that I really wanted like five years ago so like just
1: enjoy that kind of moment Oh, I've so thought that too. Like, if you would have told me, not even like when I was 18, like if if you told like when I started doing my ACTJ or when I graduated from uni, like summer of last year, that this is what I would be doing, like I would never have believed it. So it's yeah. like saying, and like I prefer like that too, where you're always thinking about what's next. But you know what say? The, the days are long, but the years are short. Like you have to sort of enjoy funny. where you're at.
0: yeah. Um, something you said as well there I you were talking kind of about being a woman in the industry, and especially like I just so relate to you being from Trone and like especially the part of Trone that we're from, like sometimes you could I don't know about you, but for me, especially kind of when I started, I you kind of feel like I was like, oh, I would always people would be like call me a culture and like stuff like that, and you're getting this. and but do you know what I've learned just because you can talk the talk doesn't mean you can actually like. A lot of skills can be learned, but passion and the passion that you have isn't something that everyone has. So people can maybe like try and put you down, but really like you're really excelling. And something I wanted to ask you is, do you feel you kind of put a persona on or are you just, do you just be yourself? Because sometimes I'll go into a situation, like even talking to you today, I'm like, right, I'm going to be confident. Like I'm going to, like you have to kind of actively decide. Sometimes in the morning I wake up and like, I have to actively decide to be Confidence. So,
1: what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I uh, I think I'm sort of sort of in two minds about this because I feel like some people might interpret it as like disingenuous or as if you're being like fake. Mm. But I think it is just a case of if you imagine, like I would imagine this like unreal journalist who's like so confident and like just shouts out all the questions in the middle of the presser and like is. Even even modeling that of other people, mm. like I look at other women who are more experienced than me, and I would think, like I'm just gonna pretend to be them. Like I'm just gonna pretend to be that yeah. person, and then like that's the sort of the only way you can push it because I think, especially as I say, when you're when you don't have that much experience, when you're learning, you can think like I I can't act like that, like I can't be that confident or be that assertive when I don't have that backing behind me um so sorry this is my mom coming in there and I can't you're thinking I can't be that that person really yeah Um, so it's like you're saying like I think that that is I say people might interpret that the wrong way but I think that's good advice is just to imagine that person that you want to be whether it's you in the future or whether it's someone else and just just act like them just pretend that you are them until you become them yeah, I think like sometimes I do think it's an act of choice
0: in the morning. Like you're like, what kind of person or even like in a social setting, like there's times that you just do feel like oh, I'm just going to take a seat back. And then you're like, why am I like I would sit and like I sometimes I can be quite quiet in a social setting, but one on one, like I'm fine. But sometimes you have to be like, no, I actually I'm going to like talk to people, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely pushing yourself is like one of the things I used to do. At the very start, it's very easy when you're in like press conference situation and there's other reporters there to not ask something. Um, like you don't have to, you don't really have to ask a question if you know what I mean. Everyone just sort of shouts one out.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so at the start, I was like, I am just going to, and it, well, before I still do this, I was like, everyone I go to, I'm gonna ask a question. I was like, I, I don't care that. if someone has already asked a question. If I can't think of anything to ask, and it did lead to me asking some shit questions. But like, you know what I mean? It's not like anyone's going to be like, that's a shit question. They'll just answer it. Yeah. So um, we things like that, like even as you say in like a social setting, you could be like, I'm going to start a conversation with someone. I'm going to, like, if you set that conscious like goal, like maybe like, I'm going to ask one question. And you say it yourself before you go into these situations, like it can be anything in work. It could be like, I'm going to like pitch something at a meeting. Like if you have a, a very clear goal that it's easy to know that you did it rather than just being like oh today I'm going to be confident like if you set a very clear goal for I'm going to do this one thing today then that's That's really really
0: good
1: advice um another question I have for you is because I have
0: been really thinking about these I've actually got a lot of (laughs) I got a lot of questions for you because I'm just genuinely really interested in kind of how your life kind of works but my kind of question for you is you seem like one of those like tiktok like it girls kind of thing like you're like so productive like you're driving around I seen you like you're driving around to like different things you had to do and I was like how do you like fit it all in in one day like how do you kind of stay also like mentally sound and like not like you know all scatterbrained because sometimes I can
1: be very scatterbrained so give me some advice on that so definitely at start I was so so all over the place um and I think what helped for me was like making specific time to like have to like have hobbies I think when you're so busy it's really easy to just come home and just fall asleep or you know what I mean or just lie on the sofa and just go on TikTok Mm -hmm. um but I think when you put a bit of effort into doing something that's like fulfilling outside of work then it can help you to like consciously unwind because I think it's a very like especially with the work that I'm doing it's a very high strung industry mm-hmm. like it's really mm-hmm. really busy I say you're you're flat out from the minute you start to the minute you stop um so I like started doing like now that I'm home again uh because I I'll say I was living in Manchester I like made an effort to like be going back to my like local drama group or yeah. like go, like I would do a bit of traditional music so like I'm literally sitting here at my desk and like my flute is sitting here because like <laughs> I love I would, that like, practice it a wee bit so doing things like that I think can really help to sort of unwind and and take your mind off things like by doing something rather Mm -hmm. than just by like being too tired and doing nothing but in terms of organization like I'd be the same I'm completely scatterbrained so I try to write things down as much as possible. Um, I also feel what you
0: said about kind of going back to your local and like like being with like friends from home and doing things from home you can kind of forget like especially being in like our kind of industries you will run people that like kind of aren't really maybe like the people you kind of grew up with or like even you kind of my identity sometimes be like oh I work in tv and like I like and your whole life kind of revolves around it but it's important to kind of separate that and be like yeah but I also have this because I actually love to sing as well so I'm like oh I also have
1: you know other things that I like to do that's so like that is so true as well I think I think for most people, like you probably say as well, I think to work in this type of ministry, it does have to be tied to your identity in some like way, shape or form. Uh, I, because it is just so, it's so passion driven and it, it is hard work. So you have to be like, you have to really know that that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but I find that like, I have found that because it is so tied to my identity, sometimes it can like affect your self esteem. I'm sure you found this as well with your work, but it's like, when I have a bad day at work, I haven't just had a bad day at work. Like, I also feel like ugly. Like I'll feel physically ugly because I've had a bad day at work and like fat and like, I'm a bad friend and like, I'm a bad person. Yeah. it's like, it's so tied to, and again, I think that's why it's so important to sort of unwind and sort of disconnect. And to remember, as you say, that it's not like your work isn't your entire life. Um, it can be like tight it can it can be an important part of who you are but it's not like it's not everything you are it's not you as a person no I'm the same as you like I
0: I think I'm the kind of person that I think so much about what it is I'm meant to be doing that I can't do like sometimes I'm like overthinking something and I'm like rereading emails I'm like have I got this right and then I'm like oh I actually missed like something because I'm like freaking myself out and I think once something I could be having a great day and then things will start going wrong maybe in work or whatever and I'm like oh no and it starts to like spiral I can't like just be like oh this is just a mistake and we'll we'll just move on like it's hard and especially as women I don't know what you think but it feels like you're always trying to kind of prove yourself and then if something with the tech doesn't work out you're like oh just it's just a never-ending cycle but I hope to like get better at that and kind of realize like it's not the end of the world it is just tv you know
1: (laughs) oh absolutely because the spiraling thing is so like is so true because sometimes the the reason I realized like trying to switch off and disconnect was so important was because if I had a bad day Mm. and sometimes like I would come home and just and just ruminate in it all night thinking about what thinking about what I should have done differently and then I would wake up the next day and I would still be thinking about it and then it would just and then like then the next day would go badly and then it would like build and build and build and build yeah. and one bad day would turn into a bad week, which was turning into a bad month. And yeah. then... so you at least relationships
0: then like, too because you're taking an out on people or you're not spending time with people and like it just becomes your whole kind of identity, really. Absolutely. What has been your
1: biggest kind of career moment so far then? Yeah, this is so this is so hard to answer because like I always do forget everything like I started doing a wee journal and that was I'd say firstly it was to help with like sort of offloading the day like we were talking about so like I would come home write my journal and like once I closed it that was it like I felt like I was getting the words out of my brain so it was like I should have done this I should have done that but it's okay like tomorrow's a new day yeah but I also started doing the journal because I realized that like you do so many and seeing things that like I forget like, I have forgotten, like, so much of the stuff that I've done. Uh, recently, I I got to interview Patrick Heelty, uh oh for The Late Late Show. So that was, like, a really big one. Um, it's huge, huge moments. Like, they're huge moments. Oh, another one was uh, when the, you know, the Queens in Belfast, they had that Agreement 25 conference in yep. April for the 25th agreement, or 25th anniversary, sorry, the Good Friday Agreement. And so, like, the Clintons were over, like... Blur, or Herne, like all these really big political people were all over uh in Belfast and Hillary Clinton was going to do a gig up in a school in Limavati and because there was so much else going on like I got to go and do that so it was like a really small like it was a really small group of journalists uh covering this gig with like Hillary Clinton and that was me like a month in and I was like what am I doing here like it was metal, but um yeah getting to do that and Even just, I think it's it's not even so much that there's, like, standout things, but, like, I've got to interview, like, one-on-one with, like, all the party leaders. Uh, I've got, like, front pages in, like, like Belfast Telegraph, Irish News. Like, it is just, it's almost like every week there's something where I'm, like, I can't believe I'm getting to do this.
0: The journal thing as well is such a good idea because you forget these small moments. I've actually journaled for years. Like I always did since I was a young child. And you'll look back and like read it back and know what you were feeling and it really vividly like can bring you back and remind Mm -hmm. you what kind of makes you happy that I'm like such an advocate for journaling. That's kind of my way of unloading as well. Like come home and like put it all down on paper and then like it's there and you can kind of, it's kind of that way of kind of therapizing yourself really.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's a great shout. Like, and I say, like, when you're so busy, it's so easy to forget like everything you've done. And I say even how you felt about it at mm-hmm. the time. So yeah, it's a great thing to get into.
0: I have one last question for you, and that is like what's kind of your like main goal, slash like where do you want to kind of see yourself progress into? See,
1: everyone asked me that, and I actually I I think I found, <laughs> you've made it. I, I see that's the thing. I would have found it easier to answer. Like, before I started doing this. Mm. I, um, I Honestly, I don't know. I think I've realised too, because I was so driven towards this goal for such a long time of, like, doing this job, like, getting to do the things. I'm, like, doing political interviews, like, up at Stormont, going to all these pressers, that this, I don't mean this is so depressing I mean this is the best way possible but I think I've so driven towards that one goal for so long and now I'm here and I'm like well it's like what's the next thing like there keep isn't TikTok. some keep your TikTok going that'll
0: be the next thing oh definitely I but think
1: I'll be seeing you on TV I think See, I, w- I would love to do a bit of broadcast as well yeah. I think but again I don't think I I there isn't like one singular end goal like I'll just keep doing things I enjoy and so i'm working with pa now my i'm on i'm on a maternity contract so i'll be finished in february so um i'll just i'll just sort of see what happens after that i'm gonna try and like relax now and like go a little bit more i've always been so like go 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 so yeah i think i'll keep doing TikToks. i'll keep doing what i'm doing and we'll see what happens thank you so much
0: it's been so lovely getting to interview you you're just so kind of engaging and really clearly very intelligent so you really are inspiring I really do I'm telling you you need to keep going with the TikToks because they're like just haven't seen anything like it so keep going with that thank you so much for for coming on to the podcast one of my favorite ones I've done honestly it's really really nice to kind of hear the behind the scenes life of a, of a journalist. And i'm excited now that i've had you on and in the future i, I can say that i've had you on when you're on the tv
1: <laughs> oh thank you so much Lisa that's so lovely to hear and I say, I'm, I'm really impressed with what you're doing uh it's really nice to see people from our way part of the world out, out doing big things yeah it's amazing it's a small place but it's certainly like
0: really big personalities and yeah it's, it's good. clearly yeah it's good to kind of yourself out there but thank you so much Claudia and thank you to anybody who has got this far in the podcast bye